Welcome back for another episode of Lead with Purpose podcast with me, Shishin Young, where we talk about purpose, marketing, mindset, and how to launch, grow, and scale a purpose-driven business. Right, today we have Sam Onibanjo with us. Amazing, amazing. So Sam is a visionary in the realm of technology and digital marketing. And he's at the helm of a business mastermind and public speaking academy with over a thousand leaders who will help to transform their businesses and make them digital powerhouses. I'm really looking forward to speaking to Sam about digital powerhouses, how we create connection in this digital world. Um, Sam, welcome. Thank you. Glad to be here. Yes, so Sam, so tell me a little bit about, um, that was a quick intro of what you do, of course, you've been on Business Insider, Daily Express, CNBC, Sky TV, where do you get to all these places? Can you tell us a little bit more about you? Okay, first and foremost, for everyone listening out there, hi, Uh, it's about positioning, Mm -hmm. you know, there are two key words that people often want to use when you're dealing in in marketing one is adjust adjust yourself and the second is make sure you connect always adjust and connect i would i got into all these platforms because i kept on connecting and making sure that people were seeing what i was doing at the time it was cutting edge so obviously uh this was around 2018 2019 pre-covid mm. you know pre-covid people still believed in going to the office and having physical meetups so at that time, as an early adopter, we were really pushing the whole digital agenda and we were being told things like, this is really interesting, Sam, we'll get back to you. And it was always on the, the bottom of the first page or on the second page. But when COVID hit, oh, did my phone start ringing? I said, oh yeah, that guy, that guy, let's hear him again. And all of a sudden, this second page service became a hot cake and it became so, we became so inundated with this that, we had to actually start splitting our services into micro parts. So uh, opportunity, that was a great opportunity then. But the beauty is that even though we're post-COVID now, there's been a shift. So we've adjusted. We don't need to go to the office that much. We can connect online. So everyone listening to this now, adjust your mindsets and recognize that your marketing can be done and you can connect with the entire globe online so that's how we do it that shifts it quite drastically doesn't it because pre-covid we were still trying to connect well not as much actually online as we do now when i can speak to you now you don't have to come to my office nothing how did you what made you start that journey to start like pre-covid i know it was up and coming already Mm -hmm. what got you into that space what were you trying to achieve by being in that space well, well, interestingly, <laughs> I, I'm a, I'm a chartered marketer. I've been uh, actually I was I became a fellow when I was quite young, so I'd really been in the marketing space for a long time. But at the time that I started to dabble into uh, digital marketing, it wasn't as if I had any vision. It was more about I noticed that the revenue share was decreasing in traditional marketing. So I will no more copywriting. I will no more flyers. I will no more adverts. I noticed it was shifting and all of a sudden this outrageous beast that we couldn't understand called Facebook showed up and just couldn't understand what it was. And it was a piece of nonsense that we tried to resist. But 
with all wise people, when you um, can connect with the right audience and you have the right peers, you can look at something that looks like nonsense and think, well, this nonsense, why don't we just maximize it and let's shift our mindsets. All throughout time, we've used newspapers, radios, televisions, uh, fax machines, but now can we recognize a shift? And even though it wasn't something that was fully believed, I was fortunate enough to open up my mind to, to being curious to find out what exactly they were doing because I also love technology. So my drawing point was that I love tech, but I couldn't see how they were connecting it. So I guess that I was fortunate enough to be very curious, a tech lover, and I just started to dig into it. And I had no idea if I knew that COVID was coming, I would have done it 10 times over, but I just happened to have done it and become a master of it just before COVID struck. So opportunity, I would say, favors those that are bold and are out there. And I guess you mentioned also positioning because you'd already positioned yourself to be specializing in digital marketing at Correct. that point, then people would come to you when they needed you, right? So can we talk a little bit about positioning and how we sort of, how we best do that? Because in the marketing, it's all about positioning. And then sometimes when I speak to clients, it's not as clear to them as, as it is to us. What does positioning mean to you? Okay, great. So positioning to anyone in that, that is uh, thinking of uh, marketing a service, uh, is counterintuitive. So it means that it doesn't start with you. It starts with them. So for example, if I was selling, give me, give me something, give me something to sell and I'll go through this, just anything. Batteries? Batteries. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh my God. If I was selling batteries, right. Then when I start to position, I would look at my avatar, meaning I would say, well, who uses batteries? Let's create a list. Batteries are used in, for example, comes to me straight away, our remote controls. Every household uses remote controls. You can go into things like torches and other things and radios. But if you want to look at the the most broad market, you, you probably won't go for a torch because people don't always use torches, even though they need them, don't always use radios anymore, but they always use remote controls. They always use controls. So I would say, well, I would position my business around uh my avatar so who am i looking for people that own televisions that own um remote controls people that need batteries people that without the batteries they would be really worked up so who are they they're young people that want to keep on watching music on tv uh they're older people that want to uh watch movies on netflix so i'll, I'll start to design who these people are and i'll look at what is there what would happen if they didn't have batteries so mm. if you didn't have a battery in your remote control and you had to turn on your favorite program how would it make you feel how enraged would you be and i would connect with that rage and that emotion and i would start to position myself as a solution provider that is how it starts it so it will always be from that person's point of pain so it's a solution to their pain and not necessarily just a solution to have a working remote right Correct. It's, it's yeah. not about I'm selling batteries. Nope. It's not about uh, batteries. Nope. It's about I'm going to position myself to make sure Jack and Joe never feel that pain. Or if they do, I'll make sure that I'll make sure that that pain they felt, they'll never feel it again by me providing this solution. Nice. 
And can I then ask you another question? You touched on briefly on um, connecting with your um, your customers through um, through positioning. How do we best serve our clients through our marketing strategies or our purpose-driven marketing strategies even? How do we best serve them? Because it's about serving them. You already said right. that it's about them, it's not about us. And I right. think sometimes we get it so wrong, we keep talking about us, our products and what we want to do and we forget about them. So how do we serve them the best? I like that, I like that question. I really like that question. You know what, the truth of it is, we will never know how to serve a customer best, but what we can do is we can create avenues of service. So um, for anyone out there listening, what I do, what I've proven, what works for us, and I think would work for anyone else, is to always recognize that there are three ways that you should be able to serve a, a customer or an avatar. One is by delivering exactly what they, what they, what they say they want. Because you have to remember that what people say they want isn't always what they want. Sometimes it's just an expression of what they feel at that moment. So you can actually, um, so for example, with the battery case, I could say, well, you need a battery. Or you, or you say, well, my remote's not working, I need a battery. So I could say, well, I'm going to do exactly what you want, which is called done for you. Here's your battery. I'll post it to you. That is one way of serving done for you. The other thing I could do is I could do what we call a done with you. It done with you means that I'll have a conversation with you and you would say to me that, well, this is about uh, uh, Netflix. I, I never want to miss my show. And then I would say, well, if that's the case, um, I will provide this battery and also give you, for example, this uh, this uh, this app or I can put this on your calendar to, to flash up an hour before your show so that not only do you have the batteries but you also remember when it comes up so that's done with you so, we, so if you give me the information i can work with you mm -hmm. and then the other way so there's so that's done for you then done with you and then the other way is that um you can do it yourself meaning i can say well do you know what you don't actually need me all the time what you need is a retosha is a recurring system so i know that you have these batteries and that when you use them they only last four months so what i'll do is that every three months i'll set on recurring a supply of batteries so that at no point in time will you ever flip around and say i haven't got these batteries i'm going to go mad or i have to run down to the local shop it's right coming through your um your letterbox mm -hmm. so um i can do it for you in marketing i can do it with you in marketing or i can literally uh i can do sorry i can do it for you do it for you do it with you or um, I can get us to actually do it on the long haul. So there's three ways to do this. So that's kind of simplifies this in a way, or maybe complicates it, depending on how you're looking at it. <laughs> you've got one product, but you've got three different ways to really market it to your clients. Yes. Depending, or customers, depending on what their needs are. Yes. And can you do all three at the same time when you're marketing a product? Or how do you work around that? Yeah. Uh, one of the best ways, you see, this is where digital becomes really powerful. What you want to think about is uh, not just the sale. If you look at marketing, marketing isn't just about selling that product and banking. It's about actually trying to understand uh, the behavior of that avatar. So who is this person? Uh, uh, what's your name? Uh, you know, wh when is your birthday? 
Um, what are your pet hates? And the reason why these questions are important in the survey is that because one, you can do it in an email. So remember that that email costs you nothing. So if you're a market, if you um, own a business, asking those questions costs you nothing. So there's no cost attached to it. But the data that you get from it can actually help you to um, sway and engage with your audience emotionally. So um, it's batteries again, but you were born on the 10th of November. So 10th of October, I send you an email and say, hey, um, going through our files and I'm looking at all the amazing people born in November. And guess what? You're the most exciting person. So here's a code. <laughs> and she's even laughing. Here's a code giving you 5% off your batteries this month. Thank you for being a customer and wishing you a fab birthday. That That is a heartfelt. Like, hey, they even remember. They remember my birthday. And they said I was the best person in the month. Hey, hey, I, I am going to keep on buying off these guys. I, I get Forget that shop down there. They don't even know who I am. They just take my money and just, I like this guy. He makes me feel good. Right. Just so, start making real connections with your that's it. customers. That's it. That, that, that is marketing. And that's where the digital makes it easy because you can just email it at no cost. You don't have to ask people, you don't have to knock on their door. You can have it through an email campaign or for any other campaign. You can have a you can have a funnel. There's so many simple ways, but you just want to engage and graph that data and use it back to keep on engaging. Because you know. The truth about marketing is that before you can market, there's a disconnect. It's a fundamental disconnect. But the moment the connect happens and people believe that um, you are the right person to buy from, guess what happens? The emotion, the dopamine that's released in recurring sales is the same dopamine that's released in a love affair. And if you know anything about love, people never really want a good love affair to end. So when you understand that, you quickly realize that people don't want a good marketing relationship to come to an end because they don't want to go to someone new. They don't know if they're rude, if they're foul, if they're fraudsters. When you've got something like that, just keep it going. People say don't rock the boat. It's the dopamine. The dopamine for love is the same dopamine for marketing. I've got you smiling there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, I think it's amazing. Both. <laughs> As a marketeer, to get to that point, right, to that people actually want to hear from you. How do you trigger that in your customers that they actually look forward to hearing from you? Because most of the time, you work with clients, they're like, oh, no, I don't want to send emails because I don't want to budget them. No, I don't want to do live because it's too much. And But you wouldn't feel that if you know that your customers or your client actually want to hear from you. So how do you trigger that response in your customers or your clients? You know, I'm smiling again, right? Because I'm going to go back to the man, to, to the love affair, uh -huh. right? Do you want to send her? Are you taking her out on a date? Oh, no, I took her out yesterday. Um, <laughs> you're laughing. You, you get it? You get it? Now we're getting to courage, courage and mindset and belief. It's, mm. do you think you're worthy? Do you deserve her phone number? Oh God, I don't think I deserve it. I'm too short. I'm too tall. She won't give me a number. That's a mindset. It's not, it's not the marketing. It's the mindset. If you believe that you deserve this, you will hit out. You will hit out and you will say, hey, um, you know, at the back of your mind, this is a love affair. 
I'm going to provide these services because these services work for you and they are worth more than the money you're paying, right? Where the problem comes is if you think I'm paying 10 pounds for this and it's only worth a pound, Oh God, people, it's, it's, it's like, no, no, no. It's, it's, it, love, it's a bad love affair. So no, I don't want that guy. He, you know, he comes, he eats, he drinks, doesn't buy me any flowers, get rid of him. But the moment you believe that, well, I'm paying 10 pounds and this thing is worth 100, 200, you're like, oh, hey, stay here. It's a good love affair. This guy looks after me, flowers in the morning, calls every Friday out for dinner. I like the way you're smiling because we're triggering. <laughs> on the love <laughs> It's the right dopamine. So in marketing, don't yeah. think it's about the product. You're dealing with human beings and you need to know how do I release the dopamine in this person? And this is why marketing really is behavioral. It's behavioral. Mm -hmm. You hear people say things like psychology of marketing, behavioral marketing. But the example I've just given you is exactly how to take this out and how to use it. And why when you get some adverts on tv it's about this guy that you like or this girl you like or a kid eating and looking really happy it's releasing that feeling as ah, that's what i want it's the dopamine release that's the power behind marketing so without going on and on when you want to go for a digital campaign you need to understand that the content right that's what will answer the curiosity everyone wants to open a whatsapp message from a lover not from uh the bailiff the bailiff oh god the can he just block that guy you don't want to see him but if it's from a love is that, what is he said today so you want to make sure that uh the content that you're providing is of value so so really what i'm saying here is that don't just sell junk it's really bad and that's why you want to know what people want when you know what they want and it addresses their point of pain and you're selling that you're marketing that someone says i want a mass muscle I'm 18 years old. It's November or October. I want my chest to expand by six months, by six inches by before next year's summer so that I can impress the girls on the beach. If you start to send him what to do, he's going he's to be looking for your email because what he wants is his point of pain, i.e. chest expansion before next summer so that on the beach, they're going to whistle at me. If you understand his point of pain, then you will start to provide him on a recurring basis what he needs to get there. So do you have any tactics on effective ones? People who are running their own digital campaigns, perhaps, where, okay, they send a message in to the supposed lover or a client and gets open. So the curiosity piece is there. They, they're feeling, they, they fill that gap. Now, how do you convert that curiosity into a sale? Because that's quite different. I can come, I can speak in a language that makes people curious, but then ooh, how do we sell to them good, after that? Good, 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 good. Right. You see, people have to accept that there, there are stages here. It's not um put an ad out there and I want the money this evening. It doesn't work that way. Mm -hmm. What happens is that the reason why people cannot convert a marketing campaign to a sale immediately is because of people's emotions. I'm going to go into it again. The number one emotion all human beings have is fear. Fear of being ripped off, mugged, deceived, laughed at, swindled, being made a fool of. These and these 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 fears, they are safeguards. They're not bad things. They they're your safety mechanism 
to help you live, you need to either fight or flight. If you cannot fight, flight. That's where it comes in. Be careful of these people, right? So what you need to do is you need to establish normalcy, meaning people need to recognize that what you are marketing is normal and that it's safe. And also, if possible, there are testimonials of other people that look like you, sound like you, that have actually used this normal, safe product or service. They've not died, but instead of dying, they've become happy and that they're real. So when that happens, you find out that that alert level of fear of the unknown starts to dissipate. Right. And when that dissipates, it builds a bridge of connect as in right. Let's try this out because Bob, Jill and John have all used it. None of them have died. They're all happy. I'll do the same. So it's building that trust. Is that part of building that normalcy as you explain it? Correct. Trust mm -hmm. is inside normalcy because once it's trusted, it's like it's normal. You hear people say things. We have one million clients. One million people can't be wrong. Mm -hmm. They could be wrong, but they're building normalcy. That this is the normal thing to do. If you want to check out uh, where Tez is, go to Google and Google her name. It's normal. Don't go to Jim Job. We don't know what Jim Job search engine is. We know Google. Google is normal. So even if Google was spilling out the wrong thing, because it was normal and you trusted it, you would fall into that trap because you go with normal, safe and trusted. That's what works in marketing. It's I'm fun. giving a masterclass here, you know. I know, I'm loving it. out from me. Even I'm learning so much from you. It's <laughs> brilliant. I love it. Is there, can I just um, ask you about something else completely different? Let, let's move away from your masterclass here and let you do that to your students because <laughs> you have you actually run this. Um, do you run masterclasses in, in marketing? I do. You do, yeah. So that's why you're so good at teaching this. Exactly. So can I just ask you something else about uh, marketing, about more about tech and AI, what your okay. stuff is on that? Because you started early on on this journey and then in the last couple of years especially now it's just going crazy what we see in ai have you seen that do you what are your thoughts on that do you think that it's beneficial to marketing to humanity to purpose all of that i would like to sort of yeah see what you're yeah you know i get asked this question a lot and some people are offended they say ai is taking jobs away and um and it and it, and it has but the way I look at it is I've embraced ever since um, I did my last mind shift, I've embraced change. Not only do I know that change is constant as words, but I know change is constant as a behavior. I know that every day when I wake up, I'm prepared to do something different because change is constant. So I have to not just know it. I have to practice it. So for that reason, every time I see, um, a piece of tech, I always wonder, how can I get this to work for me? Every time I have a problem without a piece of tech, I always wonder, how can I get technology to get this to work for me, right? And, and that's the whole big thing about, for example, uh, chat, GTB. It is an amazing tool. It, it's, a, it's an office worker that doesn't fall sick, doesn't come late, doesn't speak back to you, doesn't need a salary, you know? So... That's the way I look at it and that's the way I utilize it. So even if you were a copywriter and you said chat GDP is taking your business away, I would, I wouldn't, I would, I would just I would use chat GDP and I would even knock out more 
copywriting because some people, no matter what you say, do not want to use ChatGTP. They want someone, they just want a human being. So that can actually speed up your time. What would have taken you maybe half a day to do for a client, you could do it in half an hour and then you could reduce your, your price and scale your, 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 your audience. So everything with tech, it shouldn't be, this is a stumbling block. It should be, how can I use this to scale customer satisfaction, scale visibility and scale profit? It always starts with customer satisfaction. How, how can we make people more happy? Because the more happy they are, the more you can ask them to do testimonials for you and they'll do them video ones because they're really happy they've got they're like this is the best thing and that's what you really need because when you've got that it 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 breaks down the disbelief and the lack of trust and the doubt and authenticity when you've got that they, they're satisfied and then ultimately as a reward you get profit so for me um i teach i actually teach this in my coaching how to apply tech and ai to any business you're in and how to make it your business partner I love that. I, I, um, yeah, it's just so many different platforms and software and hardware, whatever. It's, it's so much of it out there at the moment, but it's really fascinating and I find it really intriguing. And I just want to explore them all, but it takes a lot, a lot of time. So how do you go about sort of exploring new strategies and when there is new tech coming out all the time? Look, I'll tell you how it works for me. So it's a good idea to always be a member of different groups. Yeah. And, and those groups, you should be part of purpose-driven groups. So purpose, right? So that's your that's your word for this session. So I'm I'm part of probably about, I, actually, I don't know how many. There are a lot more than 10 different tech groups. Some of them, few of them are paid for groups. Most of them are free groups. But in those groups, you start to um, hear people share new tech, and you start to see the feedback. You read the feedback and then you can test and say, oh, this one looks really good. Bring it out, try it out. That looks good. So there are things that normally by yourself you never would have heard of. But if you leverage the group, someone else has created it that you don't know. Someone else has shared it. Thankfully, you're in the same group. And all you need to do is read the reviews of people that have tested it before. And that gives you a really good view. So you don't have to start from the beginning. You can start from right up there and you can have an informed decision as in this sounds like what I want. Or you could put in questions that can tailor their responses towards what you need. So you could say, well, this sounds good, but can this tech do A, B, C, D, E? So that's spent, that's cost you a minute to write and come back in five days time and read the reviews. Yeah. That way you can quickly start to pick and not have an idea of which ones you want to play about with. It's back to that normalcy again, isn't it? Yes. And the trust and the reviews. Yes. That. Can I just ask you one very last question? In your opinion, or in what is the difference between normal marketing and purpose-driven marketing? Is there any difference? There is. In the way that we do it? There is. There's massive. Normal marketing uh, is what people, people say, uh, Joe's the boss. And he says, sell that product, throw some money at marketing, says, push it out there. Your job is to push it, whether the people want it or not, we're here to make money. Push. Finance says you need to make one million in sales this month. Just push. That happens a lot in normal marketing. Mm -hmm. When you have purpose-driven marketing, you have a CMO that says, Joe, you're boss, but if I'm going to work with you, you need to listen to me. And this is how we're going to do this. 
So either Joe is going to work with someone that gets purpose-driven marketing or he goes for the normal guy that he can just bully under his thumb. A purpose-driven marketer then would he very likely, all the things I've said and some other things, he'll put them into uh, the system. Say, this is how we're going to go about this. We're going to really understand our avatar. We're going to intentionally partner at some events to understand our avatar. We're going to identify our avatar. We know who they are. We know who to say thank you to and to and to stop the conversations within three minutes because they're not our avatar. And we know who are the influencers of our avatar. So that our avatar is 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 James, but uh, Jenny is James's EA. So we need Jenny because Jenny is our door road in or. Uh, Margaret is his wife so th there are ways we can work around getting to the avatar by right? his through his football team his sport he himself uh, his EA so purpose-driven marketing takes all that into account right? Right. and he's patient selling, selling to you correct and he's patient enough to go till we get to that point because if along that journey everyone that we've met really believes in what we do the normalcy of this of this guy this guy we're going for when his four trusted circles say thumbs up that this guy's a good it's easier for him to make a quick decision and say well you know what this is my this is my safety net they've all bought into this they're for me they're not for him if they say yes i haven't got time to start digging in if they say yes i go with it and that is how personally i experience a lot of high conversions and this is how i've been taught by some of the best people in the world to experience high uh, conversions as well. Brilliant. Well, thank you so much for your time, Sam, today. There was a brilliant masterclass in marketing. Pleasure. <laughs> now, who do you work with? And uh, can you tell us a little bit about who you work with and what you do and how we can find you as well if we want to work with you? Sure. So first and foremost, my, my business is called Great Business Platform. So you can... Um, but my name, my name itself is a brand. So my name, Sam Unibanjo, O-N-I-G-B-A-N-J-O, is a brand. So if you threw that in any search engine, it will come up with tons of articles on me. So I, my name has a value to it, right? And then my company that I own is called Great Business Platforms, and we are digital marketers. We specialize in uh, marketing um, for, you know, maybe potentially clients like yours. Mm -hmm. Who have we worked with? We've delivered... Uh, impressive shows for Barclays Bank in the UK, TSB Bank in the UK. Uh, we've worked with some of the biggest um, property agents. Some of the some of the agreements we've had is to be white labeled, meaning they've paid, they've agreed to pay us, so that and we are not allowed to mention that we do their lead generation for them. But in the area of real estate and a lot of um, uh, some other areas as well, we have done a lot of white labeled uh, marketing, meaning if you want to know how to create the, I mean, if you've listened to this, you know that I know how to create the wow factor content. That's really important. Once that's done, the tech part of it sits on uh, uh, what we call uh, the meta platform. Meta is Insta and um, Insta and Facebook. And then you've got the LinkedIn, which is quite expensive. But once you can get on those platforms and on the Google platform, then your responsibility is to target, is to tailor and target into your avatar. But some people can tap. So what you don't want to do is target your avatar without creating the right content that has the wow factor. It's the combination, powerful vis visual on the right platform. Then you start to experience very, very high conversion. So 
I've gone over your question. I've gone way past right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm still learning. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's great business platforms. You can check me out on LinkedIn or anywhere else, or um, Instagram, Facebook, or you Google me myself, Samoni Banjo, or you email me. And I'm as you can see, I'm I'm a, I'm a coach. So apart from delivering this, I love to teach people how to do it themselves. So it's a passion of mine. And you've got a uh, a public speaking academy as well, is that right? And a mastermind. Yes. yes. Is that all part of the same company, or is it a separate company? It, it's part of the same company. And as you can hear me speak, you quickly find out that if you you need you need to give yourself permission to be the best version of you, because if you can't speak, if you're a small business owner, you're going to find it very hard to market. But some people have anxiety and fear when it comes to uh, public speaking but I have a solution on how to overcome because this guy that's speaking used to be the shyest guy in the class I used to be so shy I would look at a girl I'm able to speak to I just I'll be at the back dreaming of her me but now I can speak to anyone so I know that what I've learned I've applied to my thousand plus clients it works and I actually do this for people as they come along so if you want to know how to be your best be your best chief marketing officer we have um coaching to help you overcome all manners of anxiety and fears to become a confident communicator i love the way you're smiling and we have to get you back and you're already back we need another masterclass about it <laughs> this is a really it's a topic that is really really um important i think and we need to be able to articulate ourselves and speak in front of the camera now more often than in real person be a real person as well but on stages, it is so powerful. So we need to get you back for that, Sam. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. So find Sam on LinkedIn. LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, t- Twitter, everywhere. To be honest, every social handle. But if you literally put my name into Google, it will pop up with my handles and different articles. So part of positioning and being intentional is writing those articles and making sure my name keeps on going out there. So if you ever search, you will find me and you'll find me aligned with bigger brands, bigger authority so that you can trust and you know that I am the normal person to come to to um, help you uh, with your marketing or communication uh, and needs. I love that. Thank you so much for your time. I will speak to you soon for the next masterclass. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. And if you would like more tips, ideas and thoughts on how to launch, grow and scale a purpose-driven business and also hear from other purpose-driven entrepreneurs about their journeys, please follow the podcast and remember, lead with purpose.